2: Sounded. That'll do it. And it's time for the Mark Miller Utah Jazz post game show with your hosts Jake Scott and the coach Tim Lacombe.
3: Jazz post game, Jake Scott, coach Tim Lacombe. Jazz win one twenty five to one twelve over the L A Clippers. Jazz led tonight. Coach, big night from Jordan Clarkson. Ten of eighteen shooting, thirty three points. Also dished out five assists. Big game from Jordan. Markinen finished with 23 and nine. Uh, Jared Vanderbilt, 14 points, 12 rebounds. Colin Sexton, 21 and six. Uh, the Jazz,
4: well, their starting five uh, really had a big night tonight. Yeah, and they got off to a great start. You know, this, that energy we talked about and the ball movement. Uh, I like the zone, the little wrinkle of the zone. It helped uh, early in the game get uh, the Jazz kind of locked into keeping guys out of the paint. Uh, It wasn't a perfect game by any means, but I thought that the preparation, the game plan, um, and then the way that they were able to kind of turn things around when they weren't going great, uh, all really good signs. Most importantly, though, Jake, the dub. They got the win. The dub. Yeah, it was was getting a little – well, you know,
3: they've been missing Mike Conley and and struggling without Mike, so it's a good win for that reason. Let's go down to the media rooms.
5: time to hear from Jazz Head Coach Will Hardy energy in the second half, big offensive rebound tip-ins, causing some turnovers. Um, you know, he and Collins' energy sparked us. I thought JC was was really good for us, um, you know, playing through some foul trouble and you know, Lowry Kelly continue to be steady for us as always. Um, it was, it was a team win and uh I'm really proud of the guys. They've it's been a tough, you know, last couple games and They haven't wavered in their belief and togetherness, and um, nobody's pointed fingers at anybody. They've just taken their own piece of responsibility every day and just tried to get better. So um, looking forward to them taking care of their bodies tomorrow and get back at it on Friday.
2: Coach, was there a reason why you turned the rotation in? In the second half, played seven
5: guys. We were trying to win, and I thought those guys had – good mojo tonight um you know it was just a a feel thing nobody necessarily did anything wrong or terrible it was just I thought that group was playing very well um and I thought it was really important that we come out of tonight with a win
0: third quarter Jordan picks up his fourth foul and Malik came up off the bench he was going to come in I think Jordan is the one that told you like I want to stay in
5: Yeah, you know, those are always moments of conversation between a coach and a player. Um, Generally, they want to stay in. I thought Jordan was in a good flow of the game, and so um, when I saw he got his his foul, my initial reaction was to take him out for a couple of minutes, and he promised me that he was not going to foul again. Um, So, you know, those are moments where it's it's us having a conversation and um you know generally we have a lot of trust in our guys and I, th- I think that because of the way that Jordan was playing and he was really in a good flow of the game um you know decided to to roll with him and it worked out
1: when it comes to like you got JC for example plays the entire second half until just the very end how do you kind of like monitor if these guys need a rest if they need one don't need one like how do you kind of figure that out
5: Yeah, if I'm being honest, I told J.C. to take the timeouts seriously because you're not coming out. I said, that's just the way it is. I don't want to hear you're tired. Drink water and rest during the timeouts. You're in a really good space right now for us, and we need you. Um, You know, there's obviously always moments... um, where we do have to take into account our players health and well-being and if they are sort of redlining I guess as they call it you do have to get them a sub but um if there's one thing that I know about Jordan in the short time that I've been around him he's in unbelievable shape I feel like he's never really tired um and that started in training camp but he came into training camp just sort of shot out of a cannon every day and um Never, never complains about fatigue so um, again th- those are feel moments um, having conversations with the guys about trying to get him a rest you know Lowry looked a little bit tired there so we tried to get him out for a few minutes Colin asked for a sub which was denied um, it's just the way it is sometimes um, they can dig a little deeper um, in some of those moments and um, yeah yeah
1: When
5: did Colin ask for a sub? Colin asked for a sub at some point, six and a half minutes maybe in the fourth. I can't say publicly what I said to him.
6: (laughs) (laughs) Um,
5: I just told him to take the timeout seriously, drink some water and electrolytes and take some deep breaths, but you're going back in. Well,
0: could Kessler's red defense tonight? How would you describe
5: what you saw? Another... You know, it, it, it's pretty amazing what Walker's able to do at this stage in his career. Um, we've talked about it a lot, but it can't be overemphasized. His ability to block shots with both hands. Um, a lot of players around the rim, you know, verticality is a big thing in the NBA, and so guys sort of jump straight up and they aren't really looking at anything. And Walker has an unbelievable ability to be straight up and follow the ball with his eyes, and then at the end, get the ball with whatever hand is on that side Um, he's really really good for us in that area he's getting better and better every day at doing it without fouling which is an art Um, sometimes you get tempted to reach in and slap down and he's picking his moments of when to go try to block the shot and when to just try to make him finish over him um He's been unbelievable for us in that area, and you know it's something that we're going to continue to need from him. Um, he watches a lot of film. He's learning pick-and-roll defense in the NBA, trying to figure out the right height that he needs to be at, depending on who's coming off the screen so that he doesn't get blown by. Um, but Walker works hard, and he's a very cerebral uh, kid, um, studies the game on both ends of the floor a lot.
1: You went zone a good amount tonight. Why and what did you
5: see from it? I think they scored, I think we ran 23 possessions tonight and they scored 24 points. Um, that's what I was told by the assistants. It's We had gotten to a point where we need to have something to mix up the rhythm of the game. And we also switched a lot more tonight um on and off the ball Uh, we've been switching on the ball but we had not been switching off the ball so it was uh you know we we talked to the team pretty candidly just about hey we need to have something in our package that we can go to to just change the rhythm of the game um so we've been working on the zone actually for probably about 10 days now um coming into tonight we had run three possessions of it and the other team had made a three on every single one of them so um, my belief wasn't quite there yet Uh, the assistants did a very good job of continuing to encourage me that that's a very small sample size and that the guys are getting better at understanding it so we worked on it yesterday in practice um, and tonight felt like a good night to to really give it a full look Um, And I thought the guys for the most part did a very good job it's It activates your team from a communication standpoint because it's impossible to play a zone without talking to each other. So I thought the guys handled it really, really well. It's not easy to change defenses on the fly, possession by possession. It takes a lot of communication from them, and I thought they did a great job of that.
3: Turnovers seem to come in bunches. Uh, Second quarter night there were a bunch.
7: Monday night there was a stretch in the fourth quarter. What's key in those? What do you see?
5: Yeah, I think... We we can get a little sped up at times. Um, we're trying to play fast, and we're trying to move the ball and have multiple people touch it. Um, I do think at, at times we have guys that are – their intent is very good. Like, they're trying to make a play to – Turn the momentum back in our favor, and I think in those moments we need to just recognize that it's a long game and you don't have to get it all back on one play. Um, Because you're right, when when we have those bunches, it really kills the momentum, Um, it hurts the crowd, it hurts all of us. Um, We just have to do a better job of understanding in those moments, like, hey, we did not just have a good possession, this next possession we need to slow down just a little bit, make sure our spacing is good and really try to execute. So, um, you know, that, that happens a little bit when a lot of different people are handling the ball. Um, you know, some teams have one player making them a majority of the decisions and we have a lot of different guys making decisions. So, um, you know, I can do a better job in those moments too of slowing us down and trying to get us into something that's a little more deliberate. Um, but the pace and ball movement has been a big part of our identity. Um, you know, we continue to show film on our spacing and the different reads um, in an attempt to try to cut down some of the, the careless turnovers. Um, but ultimately, for me, passing turnovers don't bother me as much as the ones off the dribble. Um, the intent to pass to a teammate is a big part of who we are. Um, Sometimes the pass misses the target. Sometimes we're trying to thread the needle a little bit. Um, Tonight the ones we're really trying to cut down are the ones off the dribble, where we're driving into a crowd and a second defender gets their hand on the ball. Um, Those are moments where we need to be looking to pass.
0: We've talked a lot about the evolution of Colin, Talen, Nikhil. What do you want to see more out of Jared or kind of where have you seen progress the last few weeks from him?
5: Jared is um, an energizer for our team, and the beginning from the beginning of the season that's who he was for us He would start it felt like almost every game by forcing a turnover getting an offensive rebound um, he's somebody that that helps us win the possession battle in in those plays and I think you know we've been Jared's been working a lot on Recognizing the situations where he can be a little bit more solid defensively um, because his instinct is to stir it up and to shoot the gap and try to get a steal. And so there's a fine line there. Um, I don't want to strip Jared of his great instincts for the ball it's more about just trying to recognize the the couple times a game where he gets himself out of position you know early in the season we had that conversation about some of his fouling um his intent is good and his instincts are good but sometimes he gets a little bit um overzealous in those moments so you know we want jared to continue to be who he is um he adds a different dynamic to our team in terms of his ability to help us win the possession game.
2: Pretty good. Thank you.
5: Thank you.
3: All right, there's Jazz head coach will, will Hardy as the Jazz win. They beat the Clippers tonight 125-112. to 112. With that, uh, we will say good night to our network stations. Our next broadcast is coming your way on Friday night. The Pacers will be in town. That game tips off at 7 o'clock. We'll get Coach Lacombe's thoughts on what we just heard from Coach Hardy, and uh, we'll get you more sound from the players for those of you sticking around with us. But the Jazz win tonight uh, over the Clippers, 125-112. You are listening to Utah Jazz Basketball.
2: It's time for the Mark Miller Utah Jazz Post Game Show with your hosts, Jake Scott and the coach, Tim Lacombe.
3: Jazz Post Game Show, Jake Scott, coach, Tim Lacombe. The Jazz win tonight and the streak. The losing streak has been snapped. The Jazz beat the Clippers 125 to 112 Post game. Uh, is brought to you by our friends at Mark Miller Subaru and the My Subaru is campaign. Real stories from real Mark Miller Subaru customers. Share your Subaru story for a chance to win prizes. Excuse me. Learn more and share at MarkMillerSubaru.com. Coach Lacombe, we just heard from uh, Coach Hardy, his post
4: game comments in the last segment. Uh, any thoughts on uh, what stood out to you? Yeah, a couple of things struck me. You know, he talked about the zone, they've been working on it for about 10 days, um, and, and really from his explanation, they just wanted something else to kind of change the rhythm of the game, and that's something that um, is needed. Uh, I thought the zone was pretty good uh, for being new, and it definitely, if nothing else, I guess uh, the two things he said they did tonight, they played the zone, and then they also did more switching off the ball, which resembles a zone. What that does to teams, they come down, they try to figure out what you're in. Um, By the time they figure it out, there's 14 seconds on the shot clock, and, you you know, you've kind of won that battle. So to be able to show different looks during a game certainly can change the pace and and tempo, um, get somebody thinking when they're kind of in a rhythm. But most importantly, I think what it showed, there were bodies everywhere. You know, it wasn't an open lane where teams could drive. So really like that, and I liked how he said they brought the team together and talked about it. Like, here's what we're talking about and got insight um, I, I really feel like Coach Hardy you know, has a, a great feel for what he wants to do, but he also always says this is not just my team, it's our team. And, uh, and I like that approach. I like talking to guys and getting their feeling on, because they're ultimately the ones that have to go out and do it. On that note, I thought he gave some insight on, a,
3: on two personal interactions with his players that were pretty interesting. Jordan Clarkson, when he picked up his fourth foul, said... Uh... I won't we'll pick up another one, Coach. I assure you, I'll, uh, I'll keep the nose He'll clean. They'll trust, right? Yeah, little, mm-hmm. And let him stay out there. And then uh, Colin Sexton tried to say, uh, need to come out, uh, need a little bit of a breather. And Coach said, you, you go ahead and take this time out to get what you need, but you're going back in the game. I thought both those, uh, you know,
4: just a little insight into player-coach interaction were pretty fascinating. And I think it's come a long way. Um, I mean, some of the guys I worked for, I can't imagine somebody telling you know, Coach Majerus or, you know, the the great Jerry Sloan, you know, hey, look, I, I might need to come out here, right? Uh, so it just tells you where things have come. But human reaction, this ability to communicate, I'm telling you, is a secret weapon. Um, if you can get an organization that, where you have trust, where that communication's there, uh, it, it's just – it makes you that much better. And I feel like that's one of the really cool things I've noticed in Coach Hardy and his staff – um, he's even way more open with the media. You know, he's, yeah. he tells, he says a lot more. Um, I think he's really comfortable in his own skin. Are you trying to tell me that if
3: our guy, Britton Johnson, uh, told Coach Majeris, hey, I won't pick up that fifth one, Coach, don't worry, that, that Majeris might not have been as uh, receptive?
4: You know, yeah, you won't pick it up because you'll be sitting over here. You know, <laughs> and I'll put you back with two minutes. You know, but, I mean, it's just bad basketball if I keep you in. But I thought
3: that was interesting, and
4: Coach Hardy seems
3: to be, you know, just picking up on on what you were talking about. One of those guys who's who's gonna talk it over with his players, and and by no means do I uh, think he's not the one who's going to be making decisions and those sorts of things. But it, I I like it that he has that kind of interaction, and and we got one where he kind of acquiesced to, uh, to a player and Jordan Clarkson, right? And we have one where he told Colin Sexton. Um, drink the water. Drink,
4: get some <laughs> electrolytes, I think is the word he used. She's get some Use these timeouts really, really purposefully <laughs> because. You're going back out there. Oh, man. I And kudos to Sexton. Yeah. I thought he was great tonight. I really did. He was. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, just
3: taking a look at his uh, line really quick here. Eight of 14, which you love. One of two from three. 21 points, six assists, six rebounds. He did have six turnovers, which you're not loving. But the Jazz had 10 at the half, finished the game with 17. And I feel like at least two or three of those came in the closing minutes of the fourth quarter. So
4: really buttoned up those turnovers. That's something you uh, hit on quite a bit at the half. Well, I I went on a little bit of a rant. I admit it. But, you know, the Jazz were in a bad spot. Uh, the worst, at halftime anyway, the worst uh, turnover number in terms of percentage they've had all year. So they, they were able to bring that down. Um, only one turnover in the third, which was vital. Yeah. And it was late. It was actually a, a pass that was kind of low for Walker to handle when he fumbled it. But... That was attention to detail. I'm sure that was brought up. And, it, you know, Coach Hardy probably told him, we can't win a game by punting one of five possessions away because um, it's just not prudent. And thus the Jazz scored 36 points in that third quarter. Really, the second quarter was the one they stood out that uh, they didn't play well. Other than that, they they played really well. It's math, man. You know, points per possession, you make them work. Um and this team, I'm telling you, I I love the way they can turn the way the game's going. We've seen it a bunch, and uh, it, it's a great skill. And I think the reason they can is because there's um, there's belief and trust in each guy that goes out there. It was interesting tonight. Uh, Beasley only played 19 minutes, hmm. um, and I look back his his lowest before this was 22 minutes on 11-7 against the Lakers. Um, he played 15 minutes on the 4th of November, and he was 1-7 for seven in that game. Uh, so I wonder if Coach Hardy, obviously, if he's in there making shots, he's going to stay, and um, you know, if he's struggling, to, to, he certainly went with an, another direction, and he felt comfortable with the guys he had on the floor. For the Clippers tonight, uh, they were led by John Wall. 26 points in 25 minutes
3: coming in off the bench. He also had five assists and two rebounds. Uh, Reggie Jackson with 15, Zubats with 12, meaning he only had two points in the second half. And uh, Marcus Morris uh, added 10, as the Clippers did not shoot the ball well at all tonight. 39.8% from the field, 37 of 93. They were 10 of 30 from three. You look at the Jazz, they shot nearly 55%, and then 14 of 32 from three, which is just a fantastic number, almost 44%.
4: We we know this team can shoot, and they, they, they've they got to get the right shots at their pace Um, That was what was encouraging to me that there was a lot of, you know, I look down at Vanderbilt having six offensive rebounds tonight, um, 12 rebounds for the game, just things like that jump off the page like, hey, those are the guys we saw in that run. And, um, and one of those things that has been pretty constant is their ability to shoot the ball. It's a good shooting team, especially when they take good shots. 125-112
3: to is your final. The Jazz beat the Clippers uh, tonight. Coming up right around the corner, we'll get you some player uh, sound, some reaction from down in the media room. We'll get a look at your master of the glass as well. It's your Jazz postgame. Jake Scott, Coach Tim Lacombe, you're listening to Utah Jazz Basketball.
0: A stranger with a gun came upon two teens taking pictures under a rising full moon. But violence is only the beginning of this story. Sometimes I thought... There are no miracles. Yeah, there are. And this is a big one. I'm Amy Donaldson, and I've spent my career talking about how lives are undone by violence. The Letter is a podcast about how lives are remade. Follow The Letter at theletterpodcast.com
3: or wherever you get your podcasts.
2: The final box score is printed. Jake Scott and the coach Tim Lacombe are breaking down how it all happened on the Mark Miller Utah Jazz Postgame Show.
3: Oh my! Jazz post game. Jake Scott, coach Tim Lacombe. Jazz win 125 to 112 over the Clippers. Post game is brought to you by Mark Miller Subaru and the My Subaru is campaign. Real stories from real Mark Miller Subaru customers. Share your Subaru story for a chance to win prizes, learn more, and share Subaru.com. Coach, it's time for the Master of the Glass, brought to you by Safe Light Auto Glass. Proud to present this year's Master of the Glass Rebound program. At the end of the regular season, SafeLight will donate $5 to a charitable organization for each rebound secured by this year's team rebound leader. Tonight's Master of the Glass for you, your Utah Jazz, Jared Vanderbilt. We had a double double tonight. Fourteen points, twelve rebounds. Man, was he just a bundle of energy out there! Got a nice uh, kind of shout out uh, from Will Hardy in his post game as uh, Vando. He played great tonight,
4: yeah, and I do believe you know his his energy is is so fun, so great to watch. But I think it's so needed by this team night in and night out. Um, his ability to create havoc on the glass um, and make another team actually, you know, when he goes there to think about having to, to block out and just take that from, uh, you know, take those opportunities when they come, get the Jazz extra possessions. He's been really good. Um, I liked his, his uh, you know, the way he kind of stuck with things tonight. What It didn't go perfect for him, but uh, he played hard, and, and he's a huge part of why the Jazz won the game. I honestly thought Zubats
3: was going to have a big night tonight, and he did not. 12 points, 7 rebounds. He had a block. Uh, he had 10 of those points by halftime. And uh, got to give credit to, uh, you know, uh, Vando, Olenek, Markkinen, uh, and and Walker Kessler, who played 22 very effective minutes tonight. He had four block shots. Uh, because I thought that was the Clippers' route to winning tonight was going to be with Zubats, and he didn't do much.
4: Yeah, the, and the rebounding, you know, in the fourth quarter, you know, they tried to go and do something right there to put a guy in. Yeah. Um, what was his name? Uh, I'm sorry, Diabate, who yeah. had big, you know, big rebounding night the other night. Um, but the Jazz did a good job of not letting the offensive rebounds be the factor. I thought an interesting stat that I saw um, tonight at the rim: the worst night at the rim for the Clippers all year. They were eight for twenty-one wow. shots at the rim, so thirty-eight percent. They they shot at the rim, so that obviously tells you there was. Frenzies, You know, there's a lot of things going on, a lot of guys involved, a lot of activity. It's a great sign. Well, that's where the Jazz
3: has been vulnerable for a little while. So that may be a sign they've tightened it up a little bit. Um, you know, I think it's going to be, we've talked about this a lot after the past few games, so it's going to be a team effort to do those sorts of things just because of how the Jazz are built. But it certainly shows that they put in that team effort that can be very effective. That's a That's a remarkable number. Considering what uh, the Bulls doubled there at the rim production in the last game, that's right. And now uh, they hold the Clippers to their worst uh, worst game at the rim so far this season. I mean, like that's, the
4: zero percentile for them. That's uh, crazy. Know,
3: crazy. That's the tale of, of two games right there. Is that simply just team play, or is it? Uh, I mean, the Clippers also
4: were allowed They're to have, a, have right. an off night too. But you know what I mean. What What was the adjustment? I, I think some of the zone we saw you know, made it, it less easy to get all the way to the rim. So the Jazz throwing some zone, not switching on, off the ball, so it keeps guys more present and available at the rim. Um, and then I just thought, you think back about it, but the number of plays where guys really contested, jumped straight up in the air you know, without fouling, kept their hands straight up, uh, and then they were able this time to get a rebound and get out of it.
3: Uh, by the way, we should mention that the Chick-fil-A foul shot uh, review of the game uh, was, well, the Chick-fil-A foul shot promotion was activated. Those in attendance in tonight's game received uh, free chicken if they claimed their reward on the Chick-fil-A app before they left the arena. If it's uh, if it's too late for you and you've already jumped in your car, remember, 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 uh, when they missed two free throws in the fourth quarter, that's free chicken for you. And in fact, it. The arena gets so loud, I don't know how you could miss it. But make sure you claim that reward while you're still in the building. Boo. And just to get your uh, your foul shot review of the game, take a look at that. Tonight, the Jazz from the line, 21 of 28, going to the line 28 times. That's a big number, 75%. Uh, the Clippers were 28 of 36, so a lot of fouls tonight, uh, Coach. But considering what a poor performance the Jazz earned in at the
4: line the other night, 21 of 28, I think you'll take it. Yeah, for sure. And that, you know, right now, too, the most important thing, they just needed to get a win. Um, I think Vanderbilt and his walk-off said they'd been right there, and they have. Yeah. They've been right there a couple minutes to go. So to have one that they really just were able to kind of put away and get some other guys in, that was a great night. Well, you and I talked about that a lot. They weren't playing badly. They were playing hard, and they were making some mistakes.
3: But they weren't getting blown out of those games. I mean, they lost by one against Phoenix. I can't remember what they lost to uh, Golden State. It ended up being, what, seven or eight. But they were in the game until uh, two, three minutes left. And they were certainly in the game the other night against Chicago. I mean, even in this five-game losing streak, with the exception of probably the Detroit game.
4: I mean, they didn't play poorly in those games, and they certainly didn't get run out of the gym by any means. It was was a couple of minute stretches. It was a couple of plays here and there. Um, It was a missed blockout. Uh, You know, time and time again, or or not rebounding as a team. So it's nice to actually have some positive reinforcement. I'm sure showing them that number at the rim will be good. The Jazz were great when they were able to get out in transition tonight. Scored in bunches out in transition. So I think a lot of positive things to look at. And then honestly, and and
3: this has been true with Jordan Clarkson for a few years. I think as long as he's been in the Jazz uniform, you know, kind of the when Jordan giveth, Jordan can also taketh. And I think it's been. Less the taketh this year because he's doing so many other things. Even the other night when he struggled shooting, he still had nine assists. But man, when he goes ten of eighteen and five of nine from three and is scorching thirty-three points, you know the Jazz are going to be really good. I still
4: like that five assist number, by the way. That's still a great number for him. But what a night! Yeah, and they're we're seeing that constantly now. That assist number—it's not you know something that kind of comes and goes. He's he's making it a, a real point to share the ball, and and that's what. A night like tonight's awesome because he's, you know, he set himself up to where guys can't just read him to be, hey, he's going to drive it with his right hand and shoot it. He's got, he's added a lot more uh, to his game and, and it shows. Did have three turnovers, but that's not a dreadful
3: number for him. Who usually have a couple that kind of, a couple of head scratchers as he's really uh, becoming a playmaker, still working on those reads and those sorts of things. But overall, Jordan. I uh, was just terrific. By the way, plus 19 in the plus-minus category. In fact, he, Sexton, and Olenek were all plus 19 in the plus-minus category. So all those guys had a good night. Olenek, by the way, we haven't talked much about him. 12 points, 7 boards, 3 assists, a uh, steal, and 3 blocks. In fact, the Jazz as a team tonight had 7 blocks, 3 with Olenek and uh,
4: 4 with Kessler. That's awesome. It tells you right there, and that's one thing in the zone. just kind of looking at it from a distance, if they can get good at it and have Walker Kessler and Olenek and Martin and that big lineup out there, um, you know, either that or not switching on the perimeter or excuse me, off the ball, uh, guys can be more present at the rim. That's a big lineup. Kind of fun to see what that could do, maybe in stretches to to slow down a team if they're really kind of getting into their guts. Man, Kessler uh, has been uh, a good player and an
3: above-average shot blocker. I, I was trying to get the exact stats, and, and I'll I'll still keep funneling through. it, But I saw a tweet the other night that Walker Kessler has like ten more blocks this season than Rudy Gobert
4: does, which is crazy to think about. That is crazy to think about. But and it's all such a positive thing because you've been you've been doing this a long time. I mean, how often do you see a guy that's kind of picked up late in a trade as a rookie? Um, come in, you know, a big guy, and and really have to wait his turn. Um, There's a couple of guys there in front of him, but we've seen early that Coach Hardy had a great amount of faith in him, and we see why, because he he goes out there and does what he's supposed to do and plays really hard. Like Coach said, these guys' intentions are great. They're going to make mistakes, um, but they're going to be mistakes uh, trying to win the game, trying to make a play, and so it's just being able to refine that. Uh, it's, It's what the season becomes, what practice becomes, and what, what makes this a really fun thing to do. So Walker Kessler is actually in total block shots this season. He's
3: eighth in the league with 34 total blocks. Uh, Rudy Gobert right now is 15th in the league with 27. That's crazy. It really is. I mean, that's pretty nuts. And by the way, Brooke Lopez is the league leader at 57 blocks, which, by the way... That's off to you, Brooke. I mean, I, have a have a year, good have for a you. year. Yeah, that's 10 blocks more
4: than second place in Nick Claxton. So. I mean, we're talking about uh, John Waltonite tonight and the time machine. Hey, let's just go all the way back to Stanford with that guy. Dial it
3: back, Brooke. Crazy. He is a great example of how you can always reinvent your game. You're never too old to to reinvent your game. And if you find a, a good fit, remember, he, Brooke played that one year with the Lakers where he kind of stretched his game out a little bit, and then all of a sudden found himself to be the the perfect fit there in Milwaukee, and is a is an NBA champion as a result. But man. Good for him, defensive uh, defensive Dynamo and shoots forty percent from three. We could have yes, sat please. here all night.
4: Yeah. You had had me guess. I wouldn't be able to guess it. I, mean, I wouldn't have picked that. That's, so, that's crazy. Sorry to get distracted there. No, but hey, true.
3: by the way, for Walker Kessler, eighth in the league in total block shots with thirty four. Considering he's playing fewer than twenty one or fewer than
4: twenty minutes a game, not bad. That's an elite skill for him. I, I think everybody can see that now. Um, so it's just adding to it and. Like, the sky's the limit, really. His, and I know Mike sat in here and talked about him being an all-star. I I just don't know where the game's going to be in the next couple of years, but I will say he's going to have a huge, tremendous impact defensively for many years to come.
3: Well, yeah, I would think so. I wonder how his offensive game uh, evolves. I think he's got uh, some basics. as another thing Mike was talking about, you know, footwork and those sorts of things that are working his way. But to your point, you know, Dumping it down to the big and letting them go to work in the post is not exactly something we see a ton in the NBA anymore. And as we saw watching Rudy Gobert for years, if you don't have the range to your game, you can cause other problems for teammates by not being able to space out. So where does his game evolve to? I'm with you. I'll, I'll reserve the all star predictions for the moment. But man, has he been certainly far
4: superior to expectations coming in. He's been great. I think he will be a guy who can shoot the three decent. When he, when it comes around, you know I don't think Rudy he doesn't have the stroke for it, uh, but I think Kessler can do that. Um, and then one note when you said, uh, you know, to be able to be ever changing your game, that's that's both on and off the floor. You know that works both places. You know you can yeah. you can continually uh, kind of re-resurrect yourself in different ways, and it works for guys playing and guys not playing. Down to the media room we go. Let's hear from Colin Sexton. <laughs>
6: Get the get the guys going, and um, I felt like on the defensive end that was something that I tried to tried to bring tonight. And you can just tell like once one person do it, then two, and then it's like a domino effect. And you just start seeing like Vandos started getting big, big big stops, and JC. I know he was in foul trouble, but he still helped us tremendously down the stretch, especially on on Wall. So um, tonight it was just a it was a group effort, and I felt like we played to the caliber that we're that we we. Pretty much just shown all year.
1: What's it like playing with Jordan when he's playing that well?
6: Um, it's it's fun. It's definitely fun to watch. Is how hot he gets pretty pretty quick, and just pretty much um know that whenever he shoots, they have a chance of going in. So,
0: Will said that he was pretty explicit with you guys you weren't coming out at the end of the game mm-hmm. but you needed to take the timeout seriously did it feel like he kind of wanted to break this streak just as bad as you guys did
6: oh yeah absolutely um after Vando dunked he called the timeout and he was like sit down sit down let's let's get a, um, a break and that was something that we needed and uh, just to regroup because uh, we, we made another run right after that so it was definitely needed and you can just tell like coaching is his first season just like uh, it's all our first season together and Uh, We're we're coming along. Uh, We might have some ups, might have some downs, but we're gonna try to stick through and um, knock the wall down. What's been the
4: process for you in trying to lead this team, especially with Mike
6: out? Just, just pretty much just coming every day and um, working. Coming in and just working, whether it's um, threes, decision making, watching film uh, every day, and just trying to trying to get better. I'm trying to be the best player I can be. So um, with that, I'm gonna just work work that much harder every day
1: do you find yourself sometimes like hey I made the dis-
2: wrong decision here I should have passed this one mm-hmm. instead of shot this one or you see something on film and yeah. you know, are you hard on yourself you know especially when will is hard on when will is hard
5: on
6: you as well I would say um, I'm very hard on myself um, just because I uh, I hold myself to a very high standard, but I have to also give myself some grace at times and know that I'm still learning and also know that I didn't play a whole year and um, I'm starting to starting to get my legs back and I'm starting to feel, feel like myself again.
1: Will said there was a moment where you maybe asked for a, a quick break and then he asked you to stay in the game. What, what did he say in
6: that moment? Um, so I, I, had, I was like, Coach, I need a quick quick sub. And he was just like, you're not tired? He's like, you're not tired? He's like, I'm going to just walk away, so you better catch a breath. So I was like, <laughs> I was like all right, I got you. So um, right after that, I caught my breath and he was just like, all right, you got to pick up full court. I'm like, all right, I got you. So uh, definitely just just trying to build that relationship with Coach and I feel like it's going good. I know at times y'all see him getting on me, but that's what I need. So.
1: How Have you ever had a coach say no to you if you ask out and say, hey, you need a breather?
6: Uh, yeah, especially in uh, college. Okay. Coach Avery Johnson, he definitely was one. <laughs> uh, uh, but uh, this is the second time in a uh, in minute.
1: You can imagine Avery's voice. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, he
6: definitely used to scream and yell at me a lot. I'm not even going to lie. So I still hear it at times. <laughs> there you go Colin Sexton great
3: night for him tonight 8 of 14 shooting 1 of 2 from 3 21 points 6 rebounds And six assists as the Jazz beat the Clippers 125-112. to Post game is brought to you by Mark Miller Subaru and the My MySubaruWiz campaign. Real stories from real Mark Miller Subaru customers. Subaru owners are diverse, and each has a unique story to share. Read some and share your own at MySubaruWiz.com. We're hoping for more player sound coming up next. Stay tuned. You're listening to Utah Jazz Basketball.
2: The outcome is in the books. Let's get to the reaction. Hear from the coaches, the players, as well as the coach, Tim Lacombe. It's the Mark Miller Utah Jazz Postgame Show. Here's Jake Scott.
3: Jazz Postgame, Jake Scott coach, Tim Lacombe, the Jazz win. They beat the Clippers. Uh, They snap their five-game losing streak, 125-112. to Post game brought to you by Mark Miller Subaru, featuring the My Subaru Ways campaign. Real stories from real Mark Miller Subaru customers. Share your Subaru story for a chance to win prizes. Learn more and share at MarkMillerSubaru.com. We'll hopefully have uh, some more player sound coming up. Uh, we're not sure, though. I'm looking at Jamil. He's giving me the maybe look. We could, we could get Mike Smith to come in and do impersonations. We could. He's he's given us we, a couple of those. He would.
4: I mean, I'm sure he'd do it.
3: Uh, but yeah, we'll bring that to you, uh, if, uh, if we get another player at the podium. So, uh, make sure and stay tuned for that. But, uh, if you're just joining us, Jordan Clarkson had a big night tonight with 33, 23 from Markinon, 21 from Colin Sexton. Uh, for the Clippers, and, and yes, they, they certainly were shorthanded, uh, tonight. There's no doubt about it. No Norman Powell, no Paul George, no Kawhi Leonard, who's only played three games so far this season. Uh, Kawhi has. But how about John Wall? Uh, 26 points in 25 minutes, 7 of 19 from the field, 12 of 13 from the line, 0 of 5 from 3. It did have five assists and two rebounds. I'm curious to your thoughts on I, – I thought the Clippers were going to be really good in the West. If they get all their players to play, I, I liked their roster before the season started. However, I didn't think John Wall was going to do much for them. Uh, he was kind of there, I guess you could call a big acquisition in the off season uh certainly a big name but uh i wasn 't wasn 't so sure he was going to contribute much for them. He had a good night tonight, but what do you think about his fit on this clipper team particularly put it in your mind that everybody 's healthy
4: yeah I think that it's it's hard it 's a hard fit uh i don 't know that what he can do for sure is change t- uh, pace and tempo I think they could maybe use him like uh, they use Pat Bev on the defensive side, you know, somebody just be a hound dog and go out there and cause problems, um, but do it on the other end where he's always kind of pushing the ball back and making you get back. And so, a specialty guy. I mean, it's interesting right now. He's playing 22 minutes a game. Um, you know, he can't. He's not a sh- three-point shooter, so those aren't numbers to never to going look at. To be. Yeah, but. You know, I like the 5.6 assists in in the minutes he's playing and certainly if he can get have nights like tonight here and there, uh his his average is going to be up there but I do think he's more of a specialty guy. I like this roster and I just think when it when it's all said and done, you know, he's probably uh just that. He's just a change of pace. Yeah, that's kind of how I envision. I do think they could use
3: some dynamic point guard play however. I mean, and maybe John Wall can give them a little bit of that, but it wouldn't surprise me if they might be looking for that on the trade market.
4: Yeah, I mean, it's it's certainly a possibility. I, I, it was one of those, I kind of, when I heard, and then there were people that are excited about it, I kind of wrinkled my eyebrows. Kind of like the Russell Westbrook Lakers thing. I just didn't see it being that great a fit. Let's go back to the media room. Time to hear from Jordan Clarkson.
7: Um, i just kind of gave him a hand signal like, I'm good, I'm good, I'm going foul. Um, I shoot big ups, right? I ain't trusting me on that. Uh, I ain't pick up my fifth one until late in the fourth. So um, I just thought we was on a, on a good pace in, in the game. Um, just wanted to kind of create some separation at that time. Uh, and, man, appreciate him.
1: <laughs> How often have you tried to stay in a game after picking up a foul and hasn't been successful?
7: Uh, I don't know. I don't really to keep count, but I know it hasn't happened much. But um, like I said, I appreciate him trusting me in that time and that period of the game um, and keeping me in there and, you know, keeping the flow going.
1: There was that quarter three in the fourth, uh, before the timeout, and you were kind of waving Colin, like, hey, let's push the ball here. Let's, And then you kind of swing open for the three and mm-hmm. you kind of celebrate with him. Is that kind of a new leadership role, almost kind of like an on-court Mike Conley-esque leader to kind of direct traffic a little bit for you?
7: Um, yeah, this, I think, uh, at that point, that was like a, a big play, you know, in uh making that in, um, in transition uh, where we spaced in the floor and uh, kind of finding me in that transition spot where, you know, I'm spacing to the corner and two guys are there and finds you wide open and, you know, I'm, I'm able to knock it down. Um, but, yeah, it feels good when no shots go in. And, you know, he's he's growing. He's making more plays as, uh, you know, he continues to learn. But in terms of, like, that leadership role, just, um, you know, just talking more, uh, being vocal on the court. This is a game that I thought we should win. And, um, you know, I was just trying to be there, just have as much presence as I could through the whole game. Do
1: you expect to play 40 minutes tonight?
7: No. But uh, <laughs> if I got to do it, I'll do it. I still got young legs. I'm still working.
0: Will said that he was pretty hard on you guys about you're not tired. Mm-hmm. Take these timeouts seriously because you're not coming out of the game.
7: Yeah. Um, like I said, I'm, I still got young legs. I'm able to you know, keep it moving and um, able to make plays throughout the game when that's happening. Um, but, I mean, it helps. It's definitely uh, easier when you got – Guys down the line that can make plays and make shots um, and find those points—not to rest, but you know, kind of just not lag, but fall into a situation where you could watch, you know, a guy like Laurie go to work um, in those last minutes, and you know, watch Vando kind of clean up the glass and play with high energy on that defensive end. And um, like I said, when I got in that foul trouble, uh, those guys were so active and just like get out, get out, and like get me off the ball and pushing me to different situations where I could just, uh, you know, kind of get out to play defensively, and um, I just thank them for the communication and, you know, all that effort that they put in on that end uh, for me to stay yeah. in the game and keep continuing to make plays offensively.
1: There are younger guys who, like, if they had the ball in their hands that much and, and played the defense you did tonight, like, would be tired, would I have their hands on their knees, and is it, like, the track background for you that, like, allows you to keep kind of that, I guess, endurance or like, do you have any idea like why you are able to move so much without getting tired?
5: Uh,
7: I don't know, maybe it's just all the saved of energy from, um, you know, the years before where I, I wasn't playing these, these high yes. minutes and high usage uh, time, but um, for me, you know, I'm I'm out there, I'm active. Uh, I could play a full game if you wanted me to uh, just hope we use the timeouts right and the media timeouts come you no know, coach try to take those out early like pop calling one in you know early in the game and kind of making this play a long stretch um, but yeah I think'm I'm, I'm good to go for as long as we uh, we can play
1: <laughs> I'm curious too like do you think that's played any impact on your ability to be a playmaker this year right like you trying you know, less, I guess, focused on scoring because you know you've got 35 minutes to play instead of 20, 25 minutes to play? Or is that
7: a crazy uh, I don't think so. Uh, I think I'm just, you know, reading the floor a little bit better, kind of slowing down in that point too. But um, having a five, you know, protecting space the floor with KO out there being able to, you know, kind of point center the whole thing as well, and then also like our off ball movements. Teams are like catching like trying to catch me on cuts and they're trying to rotate, it's making it easier for me to, you know, make the next pass. And if you blitzing me, it's easier, you know, for me to make the next pass. And, you know, those guys, Jared, KO, Larry, all making plays, knocking down shots. And um, I think once the ball's popping and, you know, I think it makes the game a lot easier.
4: What's it like for you being in this position? being a primary, a primary scorer instead of just being a six-man, I don't want to say just being a six-man, instead of being a six-man is it different preparation for you? Is it different for you mentally? Is it different for you physically?
7: Um, no, nah, I think I've, I've kept my, you know, same routine of, you know, working out and lifting and uh, mentally same preparation. and come in the game, do the same thing. The um, biggest thing for me is just knowing, you know, more of my spots, when to attack throughout the game. Um, I think like last year I would play like 12 minutes straight and then 12 minutes in the, um, in the other whatever half. Um, but in these games, you know, just feeling what the defense is. You know, I, I look at the other coaches and see what, what hand signals they're doing. Um, and I feel like, you know, I'm I'm good at able to like read what they're doing on, on defense too. In um, the times that I'm in there. And um, knowing where the spots are and seeing where where they at defensively, and uh, like I said, with Lowry playing the way he's playing, Ko, Jared, Colin, everybody down the line, when B's you know, making shots and shooting the way he's been shooting at a high clip, uh, you know, it really makes the game, you know, slow down and easier for me.
0: Was there? Will said that when you guys are playing in zone, that it activates communication because it forces you guys to communicate. Do you feel that or does that true for you on the court that, like, it forces you into, like, talking more and then after you switch back to man, you're kind of in that rhythm?
7: Yeah, because at some points in the zone, you know, we're switching back to man and it's really causing a lot of communication because we, we really switch. We, we went through five, switch sometimes. We went through four. And then when we're in the zone and those – 24 seconds, we could go switch back to man, and it causes all of us to when we switch back to man to kind of shift over and you know play a different defense in that period, too. So, like you said, it causes a lot of uh, confusion and communication, and I think we've done a good job uh, of doing that. I think you've seen, you know, I was like on the, on the bottom side of the uh, zone, just as Colin was. and Coach had Vando and, like, Lowry up there, big and, you know, contesting shots as the guards are coming in the lane. And, um, you know, guys are trying to space for three and shooting over those guys is pretty tough. Um, but um, the communication is a, a big part of that uh, defense, and uh, it's been a big part for us defensively, period. Cool. Okay.
5: Thanks, Jason.
2: Thanks, Thanks
3: there's Jordan Clarkson. Big night tonight uh, from Jordan. 33 points on 10 of 18, shooting 5 assists and 4 rebounds. Coming up right around the corner, we'll get Coach uh, Lacombe's thoughts on what we just heard from Jordan. We'll get his final thoughts on this one as well. Post game is brought to you by Mark Miller Subaru and the My Subaru Is campaign. Real stories from real Mark Miller Subaru customers. Subaru owners are diverse, and each has a unique story to share. Read some and share your own at mysubaruis.com. Jazz beat the Clippers tonight, 125 to 112. You are listening to Utah Jazz Basketball.
2: It. The final box score is printed. Jake Scott and the coach Tim Lacombe are breaking down how it all happened on the Mark Miller Utah Jazz Postgame Show. Oh, my
1: Rebound sexy. Jazz run. Collins got the pedal down. It stops at to the top of the key.
6: Lobs into the corner. Clarkson for three!
3: David Locke right there with the play of the game brought to you by Larry H. Miller dealerships for service, sales, and selection LHMAuto.com. dot com driven by you. Jazz uh, snap the five game losing streak tonight at home against the Clippers 125 to 112. Post game is brought to you by Mark Miller Subaru and the My Subaru is campaign real stories from real Mark Miller Subaru customers. Share your Subaru story for a chance to win prizes. Learn more and share at MarkMillerSubaru.com. Jordan Clarkson, big story tonight. 33 points, 5 assists, 4 rebounds, 10 of 18 shooting. Uh, five of nine from three, eight of eleven at the line, and uh, was was remarkably good. I thought he had a, a funny line where he was asked about energy and playing more minutes, and because uh, he played forty minutes tonight, and he basically said, "Well, maybe it was all that rest I got by when I wasn't played a different role," <laughs> which I
4: thought was was really funny. It's awesome to have him on this team. Um, you know, I do believe there's a part of him, and I think it was Andy that asked Andy Larson that asked the question. Uh, About the play where he kind of spurred Colin, like let's go, let's go attack here, and and it was the that play of the game we just heard from David. Uh, But you know his his opportunity to um, really teach these younger guys and guys that are just trying to get a feel for this place. um, I think he's really embracing that. Um, He's definitely from the time he got here been a crowd favorite. Certainly, this shows one of this show's favorites, uh, and it's awesome to see a guy who has been really loyal and worked really hard, continue to get better and have a night like tonight where he had 33.
3: He's still my favorite post-game interview. But the the word you used right there, I think, really describes him well or, or describes his, his actions, embrace. He's done nothing but embrace whatever has been asked of him since uh, the, the moment he's gotten here to this team, whether it's being the flamethrower coming off the bench. Remember how bad the bench was when he first got to this team, and now evolving into this role and doing all the things you're talking about and uh, and being a leader and trying to, to take his game to the next level. I, I don't see how you can't be constantly impressed with uh, – can't not be constantly impressed with Jordan Clarkson.
4: Yeah, and you know the article recently um, – it was, I believe, it was in the athletic. But he talked about just how he loves Utah. He loves being here. It's a place that he uh, he's really enjoyed, and and he loves the reception that he gets. Um, I saw he was out in the community just this last week at a school, doing good things. So good for you, Jordan. Uh, Forty minutes, thirty three points, and um, I, I just believe one of the good dudes. I really do.
3: Yep. Yep, easy guy to cheer for, that is for sure. Jazz got a big night from Lowry Markin as well, 23 points. He particularly was good at the first part of the game, got off to a red-hot start. He had uh, nine rebounds. Colin Sexton was really good, 21 points, six rebounds, six assists for him. Uh, Jared Vanderbilt had a double-double, 14 points, 12 rebounds. Uh, Nah, our guy, uh, coming off the bench, he had 11 points on five of seven shooting, continues to play. Uh, pretty energetic defense as well. Looking over at the Clippers, they got twenty six points tonight from John Wall in twenty five minutes coming in off the bench. Fifteen points from Reggie Jackson. Uh twelve tonight from Zubots. You know, Zubots only had uh, seven rebounds as well. Marcus Morris with uh ten and five. And and you know what? The Clippers were short handed. Um, missing a lot of their best guys, arguably, certainly their best three uh, or top three players. But the Jazz beat them like they were missing their guys. I mean, this was not a uh, – I mean, I know the Clippers made it a game there in the second quarter and, and played it tough in the third, but the Jazz
4: won this one going away. It was it was interesting, too, because I thought that the Clippers did get a whole lot off their bench, right? I mean, John Wall's going to get twenty six. Um, but, but they got a lot of, of contributions and pushed the Jazz on a night where they were missing guys. Um, I do believe the Jazz' ability to take care of that ball in the third quarter really kind of turned the tide. Their offense was great from the start, but it was just that little, uh, that little hiccup, and they figured that out. Um, and their, their offense, when it's going, it's really difficult to stop because you can't key on anything. All right, Coach Lacombe, let's get some final thoughts from you on this one before we uh, turn the page to the Pacers. Just great to get a win, I think, for everybody involved. I I thought Coach Hardy said something in the pregame that I really liked. He talked about the ability to not allow the situation to affect your ability to do your job, uh, to not feel, even though you've lost five in a row, understand Couple possessions here, a couple possessions there. It's never as bad as it looks. Great for the Jazz to get a win tonight uh, in this situation. Hopefully they can build off the momentum. Want to say
3: big thanks to David Locke and Ron Boone. Great work from them as usual, calling all of the action thanks to our broadcast assistants uh, that worked on the broadcast tonight. We appreciate their work. Thanks to Jameel Hawkins. Executive producer of the Jazz broadcast. Appreciate your fine work, Jamil. Want to thank Mark Miller Subaru uh, and the My Subaru Is campaign, the title sponsor of the post game show. Real stories from real Mark Miller Subaru customers. Subaru owners are diverse and each has a unique story to share. Read some and share your own.
4: MySubaruIs.com. And of course, Coach Lacombe, thank you, sir. Always a blast. I'll see you on uh, Friday. We have big jazz game, and then, of course, up here we'll have other games going to
3: it is the, the the nice part of our little uh, our, our, our little our hub little here yes it's not bad uh jazz win over the clippers 125 to 112 our next broadcast coming your way friday night the pacers will be in town at vivid arena game will tip off at seven o'clock pre-game coverage begins at six you have been listening to utah jazz basketball
4: okay i